Welcome to the Davy Tree Expert Company's podcast, Talking Trees. I'm your host, Doug Oster. Each episode showcases one of Davy's certified arborists sharing advice with everyone about caring for your trees and landscapes. We'll talk about everything from introduced pests, seasonal tree care, deer damage, how to make your trees thrive, and much, much more. Tune in every Thursday to learn more because here at the Talking Trees podcast, we know trees are the answer. My guest this week is Tim Holly. He is a district manager for the Davy Tree Expert Company up in London, Ontario. And today we're talking all about weather whiplash when we go from cold to warm in these crazy spring temperatures. Tim, how are you today? Very well, thank you. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Uh, what's the first thing you think of when I throw out that uh, weather whiplash topic when the weather changes, and it changes dramatically, you know, back and forth, actually, what's the first thing you're thinking about when you're thinking about the landscape with trees? Well, we're seeing more of that each year. seems to be more common. I'm not sure if it's the climate change or whatnot, but uh, it seems like the snow disappears quicker and we get the warmer temperatures earlier. So, you know, with that, over the last few years, one of the things I've noticed is a lot of frost damage. On the trees where you have some concerned customers are calling and you know a portion of their tree or a good you know or, or the majority of the or the crown of the canopy is not leafing out and it seems to be some you know the buds are opening up but but turning brown depending on that on that timing and and it's 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 kind of strange it could be one tree in a property with the next tree next to it is totally fine i think it's just a it's a matter of those uh you know warm days and then you get that that maybe one night where you get some pretty extreme frost and and can really that little bit of a window can cause quite a bit of damage. So we're seeing more of that in the last few years. You know, when I think frost damage, I'm thinking, you know, every spring we hear a story about, you know, fruit trees in Florida or something like that. But what kind of other trees do bud early and and want to leap out early that can be affected this by a, a, a sudden cold snap? I see it a lot in the soft maples. Um, they're the ones that seem to be most susceptible or uh, or more common anyways. Uh, on the, And then fruit trees, of course, they seem to be raring to go early in the spring. So I find it in those. And then the odd time, it seems to be the big oak trees and, and sometimes the sycamores, which is a little strange because they're a little later to come out. But it just seems to be that timing window where it can it can uh, get a hold of them and, and you know, and really get them off to a, a slow start and, and uh, you know, and then you know the health is somewhat questionable, and then the homeowners are quite concerned about it. You know, with something like a maple, when that happens, those trees are tough. Are they able to shake it off? Yeah, most of the time, it's just when I visit with the customers, it's just a matter of let's just be patient, let's wait and see what happens. Um, more times than not, the trees are able to put out. Uh, a second effort or a second batch of leaves, but it uses a lot of extra energy of the tree. So, you know, there's some things we recommend to kind of help it along, but I'd like to kind of sit back and wait and see how the tree is going to react to it. So we make sure we're making the right recommendations. Yeah. So after we do take a look at it, what kind of stuff could you see and what kind of things might you do? Uh, once that second batch of leaves come out, and it looks like the tree has some, some promise and, you know, it's, it's worth focusing on, improving the health of the tree and strengthening it up. Uh, deep root fertilization is always one of the first things we recommend, and we get, we'll get we be doing that, you know, as soon as the frost gets out of the ground. But with those particular trees, we wait a little bit. 
see how they respond. And then uh, if it looks like there's some promise, we give them some fertilizer. If there's some of the branches that maybe didn't bounce back, uh, maybe they're, the damage was a little too severe, and maybe there's some dead wood that's accumulated. We, we you know, we might uh, uh, put together a bit of a pruning program to to help maintain those trees. Could you tell me a little bit about how that fertilization works for you? Is it is it different than how I would do it at home? So, I mean, Davy Tree's been using Arbor Green and Arbor Green Pro for well more than 30 years, from what I understand, and. And it's an injection process that we inject it into the root zone of the tree under pressure. So it starts off as a powder. We mix it in with the water. It's sort of a suspended material that we are able to uh, inject into the ground under pressure and uh, in throughout the root zone. And that's usually in the first 12 to 18 inches, uh, just under the sod layer. And uh, so it's well distributed. We put it in with enough pressure that it can kind of distribute in through that root zone. And it's available there for, for a full year for the tree. Oh, I'm telling you what, if I was a homeowner and I had a tree that was struggling a little bit, you guys came and did that deep root fertilization, I think uh, I would be uh, waving to you as you went by with a big smile because that is a good feeling when you have a tree that, that's struggling and, you know, how would, I couldn't figure out any way to fertilize a big tree like that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a method's worked great for a long time, and it's it's fast and efficient. And it's it's uh, it, it's uh, it's a it's one of Davy Tree's best services that we can supply to to our customers out there. That's for sure. You know, I did a whole show on frost cracking, but we should just probably briefly talk a little bit about it because that is one of the things that happens in certain trees when we get that sudden shift from cold to warm, right? Yeah, yeah, and it, it seems to have been worse the last couple of years. And again, it's those warmer afternoon that uh, I think you know it kind of heats up and and gets on the side of the tree, usually the southern facing side. And if you really focus in on it, it's usually about that that you know, when the peak temperatures are. So let's say around here, it's you know usually about one to two in the afternoon. So you can kind of identify where it is on that tree, or or if you know if we get a call that there's a crack in a tree, we almost know exactly where it's going to be before we even get there. And it just seems to be that that's more where that expansion and contraction happens. And, uh, and once it warms up and then cools back down again, it really leaves those trees susceptible to, to opening up. And some trees are worse than others. The smooth bark, uh, younger maples, uh, often the boulevard trees seem to seem to get it. And then, you know, some of the other big mature trees like the, uh, like the sycamores and the London plains, and they seem to be very susceptible as well to it. But for the most part, they, again, can basically heal themselves when this happens in general or sometimes that's like oh boy forget it well they, they'll try i mean trees are fighters and they'll they'll you know try to seal off that uh, or compartmentalize or seal off that that wound and if you look closely you'll see quickly the callus tissue or sort of a healing tissue will come around the side trying to trying to close it off and and uh sometimes it never really closes all together and sometimes it'll sort of seam up together depending on, you know, sort of how wide the crack is. And and uh, and it can open up and seems to close back up again. But trees learn to deal with it. And, again, just keeping it healthy, uh, they have a tendency to, to progress with that a little bit better. And Davey has a long history up in Canada, right? That was something I wasn't aware of. Yeah, they, you know, I've been at it here in Canada since uh, I'm just about into my 29th year here now. And 
you know, I, I looked into the history a little bit, and, and uh, you know, a lot of the guys that uh, that I used to work with uh, had been around for a very long time and were able to sort of share their knowledge on that. And from what I understand, they were in Canada since uh, since the 40s, I think mid-40s or so. And in London, I think it dates back to, to at least the 50s anyways. Tell me a little bit about your job and about working for Davey and what you get out of it and how you find your way to trees. Uh, it's, I mean, it started just getting out of high school and going to college and really not knowing exactly what I wanted to do, but working outside, I have a love for the, for the outdoors and, and a passion for it. And, uh, so I sort of went in that direction and ended up in forestry and then sort of focused on, uh, arboriculture and, uh, Davy tree was my, was my first job straight into college in Toronto. And, uh, I started there and, Moved on to Mississauga, and then not too long after that, I ended up uh, here in uh, here in London as as a manager after being a climber for a couple of years. And and uh, man, I I love it. So I just look after the operations here. I have a a, a a fantastic team that goes out and and represents the company very well, in my opinion. And I've got great support with my uh, with my assistant manager and my sales staff and my office support. And I mean, we just are very fortunate to have a a strong team here that, uh, you know, we just, we're throughout the city every day. They see our trucks. It's like billboards driving down every road. We've got (laughs) more than a dozen trucks on the road. So we've, we've grown it to to something really, really special here. All right. Be truthful now because some managers miss climbing that tree. Others don't miss it at all. So which one is it for you? Well, I miss it. I mean, there's days where, yeah, just climbing a tree would be would be heaven. That's uh, I just don't get an opportunity to do it much anymore. But and it's come a long way since my day. I was pretty primitive. I mean, I could get the job done. But the the skill set on some of my my team members here is just it's incredible. I mean, they're just really they're really something else. And they uh, they know what they're doing out there, and they they do it safely, and they and they do it very well. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of your favorite trees, uh, because you mentioned one to me uh, earlier this week that I was interested that y- you picked it. So tell me about your favorite. I, I mean, when I started climbing, it was uh, a lot of oak trees, a lot of red oaks, some white, but, but reds were my favorite. And especially once I really got climbing down in Mississauga, and there was oak trees all over the place. And it was common that you'd be in several throughout the week. And and they were just they were just a fun climb and and just a tree that I I gained a lot of respect for. I mean, you can get a heck of a view up the top of of one of those you wow. know ninety foot oak trees, and it just they were just always my always my favorite. And I just I love them. Well, one thing I've never asked an arborist and uh, or a manager, I, I'm interested. Was there ever any fear of being up high? Uh, somebody like me, I've got a fear of heights. But I, I'm, I know you can't have that when you're a tree climber, but when you first started out, was there any kind of like when you get to the top of a tree, do you ever think like, whoa, man, the wind's blowing, <laughs> that sort of thing? Oh, yeah. The, uh, when it was new to me, the higher I got, uh, the more nervous you would get. And uh, and it's not for everybody, that's for sure. But but soon you would overcome that and, and uh, trust your abilities and, and the safety measures that you were taught and and uh and then that just seemed to leave and it just didn't seem to matter how high you were and or how far you out uh you were out on a limb but it just seemed to be if you if you had that skill set and it sort of took the nerves away and you just you really just enjoy it you know it was really a lot of fun 
and and like you said, things things have got safer and safer and safer. What what is it that a climber would have up there that makes them feel so safe? I mean, I'm sure there's many things, but is there one thing that like okay, I know when I've got this hooked on here or whatever it might be that I don't even that's not even a concern for you because you know you're safe. Yeah, I mean, it's the it's pretty pretty basic. I mean, it's a saddle and it's the rope, and those are the, you know, and the lanyards, and those are the basic equipment that when used properly is, as, you know, trained, and the, uh, and a lot of them come out of school with that, with that training, and we, and we carry on with it, or we, we teach it in-house, but uh, once you implement that, and you learn the proper hitches, and the techniques, and stuff, I mean, and you're using it, applying it properly, um, it's, it is very difficult to be in harm's way, I mean, it's just, it's got you covered. So it's 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 oh, very great. reassuring. Tell me a little bit about what you get out of the job, Tim. I, I, I you know, I, I just like I said before, I love working outside. I love working with trees. Um, you know, a part of our job is taking down trees. We take down a, a lot of trees here in, in London, but but more importantly is our plant health care programs that we put together. So, for example, I mean. For the majority of the year, we're out there pruning trees, you know, pruning out deadwood and pruning out infected branches and looking after the, the, the health and the, maintain, the maintenance of the trees. And we're fertilizing trees, and we fertilize a lot of trees. And that goes basically from the end of March right up sometimes into December, depending on the season. So that's, you know, constant, you know, fertilizing trees and, and uh, you know, improving the health of trees. And, and then insect and disease control, you know, for gypsy moth and, and uh, which seems to be an issue here lately and in uh, all kinds of other insects and disease that, you know, impede the health of the tree. And we are able to identify what we can do to help. And if we think it's feasible and we have a good program for that, then we, then we apply that. And I, I find that rewarding that, that, like I say, most importantly, it's the plant health care. It's, it's maintaining a lot of these trees and what, you know, they call London the forest city. And, you know, it's unfortunately sometimes we have to get down and take them down, but we try and make up for it the best we can with, you know, keeping them healthy as well. Well, one thing I've learned from hosting this podcast is if you think you have a, have some trouble with a tree, don't put it off. Call Davey, call your certified arborist, and have them come out and take a look. Because the longer you wait, sometimes it could be devastating, right? Yeah, a lot of times if we can catch things early, like even even just the way a tree structures sometimes, if it's, it's got tight branch unions and and uh and maybe a couple of weak spots that uh if somebody has a concern about it then we can we can get in there and you know thin out the canopy a little bit to release some of the relieve some of the wind stress and you know maybe put a cable in the tree if we need to put a cable in to help support some stems together so um you know if we do get a heavy wet snow or an ice storm or something like that uh heavy winds that we we uh we experience sometimes a lot of times if we can be proactive and make those recommendations and the homeowners uh interested in that then they find when the when the dust settles after these storms often their trees still standing and you know something down the road that might not have been recognized uh you know had failed so yeah it's real important to get an opinion from uh from a certified arborist and and see where you know where where the help is needed well tim that is just wonderful information i appreciate your time when are things going to warm up up in london ontario well, we're getting there. It's it's about zero today, but next week's looking really good. I think the snow's going to go, and and uh, I think spring's going to get here. So we're getting there. We're getting there soon. 
And one thing, though, I wanted to bring up, living up there in Canada and loving the outdoors so much, though, is we both have a hobby that we're both uh, fanatical about. It's fishing. So when I drive by London, Ontario, are you going to put me on fish is the question. Uh, no problem. It's something I can <laughs> uh, we can figure out. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, Tim. Uh, appreciate your time, as I said before, and thanks again. Thanks a lot, Doug. Have a great day. Tune in every Thursday to the Talking Trees podcast from the Davey Tree Expert Company. I'm your host, Doug Oster. We have some great stuff planned for the next episode, small flowering trees, teaching kids the importance of trees, and much, much more. Remember, on the Talking Trees podcast, we know trees are the answer.